2: Welcome to episode number 144 of the Battleground Podcast. Man, uh, we're just several away from number 150, which is an exciting time. Uh, Real quick, uh, before we jump into the show, uh, make sure you follow us. Uh, We're on Instagram, it's Battleground Podcast, Twitter, Battleground IHR. And of course, we're on Facebook. And speaking of following us right now, over on our Twitter, we have teamed up with Fight TV and we are hooking somebody up with a code to watch VXS Wrestling. No justice, no peace. It is going down. Sunday, August 16th at 3 o'clock Nashville time 4 o'clock Eastern uh, and it's going to be one hell of a card, Uh, so if you'd like to win a free code to watch it, all you gotta do is head on over to our Twitter right now, Battleground IHR, and uh, you can find out how you can win a code to check it out uh, this Sunday. Anyways, uh, let's get into the show. Today, we are very honored to have Vicky Guerrero on the show. We're gonna talk about uh, everything from WWE to now being an AEW, and everything in between. So, without further ado... Let's hit that kick-ass theme song. Battleground!
1: You didn't know you've entered
2: the battleground. Oh yeah! Live from the Parts Unknown Studios, this is the Battleground Podcast. Battleground! The Battleground! Battleground! The Battleground! Your place for all things pro wrestling! The wrestling man. From the independent scene to WWE, AEW, ROH, NWA, and Impact Wrestling. That's the bottom line. The of Hot topics, as well as interviews with some of the biggest names in the game. Time to play the game. battleground podcast starts now yes. here are your hosts yes
1: welcome to
0: the battleground oh it's yeah. true battle
2: and eli yes Woo! Here we go. It is time for another episode of the Battleground Podcast. Uh, I've got Eli with me. Um, Hello. And today is an exciting time because we have, uh, I will go ahead and say that she is wrestling royalty. She is the host of Excuse Me, the Vicky Guerrero Show podcast, which that literally just told you who is our guest tonight. And I can't say the excuse me as best as she can, but Vicky Guerrero joins us on the show right now. Boom. Excuse <laughs> hi guys! So so good. So good. (laughs) That's the I've got chill bumps because it's the greatest thing in the world right now, and I'm not. I'm trying not to mark out on this interview, but I'm gonna do it anyways because I can. Yeah.
1: I can yell louder if I want. I mean, I'm more than happy to do that for (laughs) y'all.
0: Your Your vocal range is very impressive. I, I don't think I can
2: do you that. You ain't seen
1: nothing see, yet.
2: I want to
0: see, <laughs> this
2: is what I want to see. I want to see Vicky Guerrero versus Chris Jericho in a excuse me sound off.
1: Oh, I'll win. Can we win. make this
2: happen on AEW I'll like, win. eventually?
1: <laughs> I, I might get him to do a video with me and we'll send it to you, but I'll still win. So yes. yeah, yeah. I have a lot of confidence in myself against Chris. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah, I can see that, yeah.
1: So, yeah, he's a so how- singer bass voice. You know, I'm a I'm a screeching high voice. I think that I think I, I think I can
0: do it. <laughs> yeah, I think that gives you the edge. I agree. Yeah.
2: This, I think this could actually be a bigger segment than Jericho versus Orange Cassidy in a debate. Uh so Ooh, <laughs> could be. yeah. I'll probably get a lot of like hate mail just now from saying that, but I, I I'm gonna say it. it. that's the way it is. So uh, Vicky Guerrero is our guest on the show. How how's things going for you, Vicky? Uh, we we saw you uh, on uh, you know the tag team tournament the other night. It didn't go the way that we oh. thought it was gonna go, but uh, it didn't go.
1: Way I way I thought either it wasn't planned with my uh, strategy <laughs> it, wasn't, it wasn't the outcome I expected but I'm great guys um, life is really good I uh, I just signed with All, All Elite Wrestling Um you know, I, I'm just I'm tickled to death, and I'm on cloud nine. So life is very blessed right now. So I can't complain. And uh, I'm here on your show. So what else could be great, right? Oh, man, <laughs> well, it's awesome. been,
0: I know I know all the fans have been excited to see you back on TV. So it's been uh, it's been really awesome. And then you know, obviously pairing you with the Native Beast, the Rose, that that was yeah, you know, kind of a perfect pairing. So yeah, it's been it's been really awesome so far.
1: Yeah, she's so, just incredible. Yeah.
2: And it's it's amazing just what she's been able to accomplish that, and you know, setting you know eyes on AEW with uh, being uh, transgender and being in the women's division and winning the women's title like that was a big thing. Like we've talked about this on the show, how how AEW is breaking grounds that you wouldn't see from you know the other guys um, that they're not willing to you know step out of the normal.
1: Right. Yeah. You know, I'm pretty, I'm very proud of being part of all elite. There is a lot of diversity on the roster, which I think is so great because um, it's different people from different walks of life that have the same love and talent that want to be shared inside the ring. And, you know, I, I love everybody. I have friends from, you know, the gay community to queer, to lesbian, you know, to transgender, and they are probably some of my closest friends and just people that are good at heart. And, I vouch for them, you know, and and the talent that I've seen in the ring, you know, from the roster AEW is just incredible. And behind the scenes, we're just having a great time backstage. There's no stress, there's no uh, politicking. It's just let's go out and have fun and let's, you know, entertain the fans. And I just love the energy that's backstage.
0: And it's got to be, you know, rewarding because, you know, You might have been saying this without saying it, but, you know, not as much red tape and it's just more of about the performers performing, you know, and that's kind of the vibe we've we've gotten from AEW since it's started, even before it started, really.
1: Yeah, there's so much to talk about. I mean, you know, uh, I parted ways with WWE in 2014. I did a few um, appearances, but, you know, people change, uh, places change, their ideas, their thoughts, their principles, and I knew that I wasn't going to go back there just from past uh, experiences that I, I felt with WWE, and I never thought I was going to go back in the ring, but when I got to go at AEW and do some back scene stuff and um, do some appearances, I actually she fell in love with Tony Khan and the EVPs and just all the different coaches and, and just the roster is just incredible. And I just told Tony, I'm like, gosh, I would love to work here if I had another chance. And you know, after a few months of going back and forth and collaborating ideas, it came true. And so I'm just a, I'm a little girl in a candy store right now.
0: <laughs> That's awesome.
2: And and that's the thing is we, we you know we've had Cody on the show we've had the Bucks we've had SCU, um and every time we've talked to those guys, uh you could just tell that they are genuinely having fun. They're not having to worry, and like you said, there's no politicking backstage. And you could just see yeah. and watch the show, and it's just a fun product to watch. Unlike the other ones where you can kind of pretty much predict how it's going to end. Um, yeah but let's let's kind of start this off you know when was the decision made to uh you know bring you to tv in your early career and was that something that you had always wanted to do
1: um no (laughs) definitely not um you know early in my, gosh, very early in my career, I, you know, Eddie was working with WWE, and it didn't come upon the thought of me and the girls even being on stage until he entered into the the, the child custody case with Dominic and Ramos Um, You know, they had a few months of going back and forth with the storyline, and then, you know, Vince wanted to make it more personal and have the family involved so that it could really create a, a surreal, you know, true story that's being told. And, um, you know, when me and Angie and Dominic and uh, my girls got to be on the stage and be in the ring, I think we really got a hold of the fans, you know, and they were like having all their attention on us, and that's what we wanted. And so, um, you know, to be a, a part of that was just a, a great thing, you know, but then after the, the storyline had been done. Um, I went back to raising my girls. Eddie went back to traveling, and that was it. You know, Eddie's like, no more of the family on the stage. He goes, it's too much for me <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, because you know that's not what we do. But you know, my girls they cry on cue. They they can uh, act pretty well, which y'all seen in their later years. So um, I think Eddie was scared of what he was creating, so he backed off right away.
0: <laughs> yeah, I can I can see that. We've heard stories of. Um, um, you know, wrestlers having kids and maybe like not really dissuading them from going to the ring, but like, eh, you know, have you thought about college maybe or, you know, like, yeah, like, yeah. It, it's a two <laughs> headed beast because they love it. But then they also know the ups and downs and, you know, you got to protect your kids. So, yeah, it's a
1: slippery slope for sure. Oh, yeah. You know, and Dominic was the main character of the whole storyline. He did fantastic. I mean, I would just hug him every night that he came off stage because he was just so incredible incredibly talented and you know today it proves that that's where he belongs um you know but it's just it's a scary thing because you know uh, you don't want your kids to go into the wrestling you want them to go to college and you want to protect them because it's a it's a really rough business you know it's a lot of sacrifice a lot of away from home from your family and friends and um but you know my life has turned completely 360 so I wasn't ever expecting this to happen but um all is good you know so it turned out very well
0: Right. Well, kind of specifically, and obviously we started the show with it, um, you know, you're, you're probably most known for the catchphrase, excuse me, um, mm-hmm. you know, obviously still popular. People still quote it, you know. Um, do you remember how that came about? And then was there a specific moment when you realized that it was over with the WWE universe? Either they really hated it or, you know, was there a, a specific, you know, maybe a pay-per-view or something where you're like, oh, my gosh, these people are really responding to this.
1: Um, you know, excuse me came around on a night that I was on stage and I was doing a promo, uh, I forgot my lines. Um, they changed my promo about three or four times within 30 minutes of going live. And I was in the wheelchair. Teddy long was uh, pushing me and he kept seeing these different copies of the promos come back and forth. And, I, I, I must've looked like a deer in headlights. And um, he kind of he went over my shoulder and goes, oh, playa, you're gonna screw this up, aren't you? And I was like, you know what, Teddy, I think tonight's gonna be the night that this happens, you know, and um, I totally just lost my my train of thought. You know, I had all these promos going through my mind. He pushed me out stage, I started, and then I just froze because I forgot where I was at. Um, the fans catch on very well. They're smart fans. They knew that I didn't know where I was going with my promo, and uh, started seeing the middle fingers thrown and the, the the crowd, you know, telling me horrible things. And I just yelled out, "Excuse me!" You know, just to get them like away from me. And um, they kind of reared back, and I wasn't expecting that. And you know, we thought, "Okay, that's great." You know, I got through my promo, went backstage, and um, that was it. But then the writers wanted to put it in next week, and Each week, it started becoming this familiar thing where I was just coming out saying, excuse me, or if I started a promo in the ring. And, you know, 16 years later, I'm still using it, and um, I trademarked it you know because oh, it's wow. it's been such a blessing really for me smart. and um yeah I trademarked it before I went to AEW so all the fans out there that say I can't believe you're using excuse me cuz it's WWE's it is not it's yeah. my own creation
2: wow <laughs> and that's and that's the thing you don't see a lot of people doing is like being able to use something When they leave WWE, it's like you see you've seen it more and more. Me and Eli were kind of talking about this the other day. You see more and more wrestlers going by their real names starting now instead of like Mm -hmm. a Zack Ryder, he's Matt Cardona, and you see a lot of people doing their real names instead of the created WWE names.
1: Right, and it it is you know it's very you know it's very true that you know when WWE creates an image or a character, you know it's theirs. Of course, they can always you know, use my Vicky Guerrero and the excuse me, you know, any kind of image they want because it was during WWE time, but I'm able to continue that because Vicky Guerrero is my legal name. So I was able to step away with that and, um, you know, and trademark, excuse me. So God has been very good. So um, I'm still using it at Comic Cons and now at AEW and I'm writing my autobiography. So excuse me, it's gonna be somewhere in the title. So I'm always incorporating it just for my brand.
2: Man, that is, that is amazing, and something really cool. Um, that that is a very awesome thing. So, you were voted the top non-wrestler in the business business by Wrestling Observer Newsletter for 2009 and 2010. Let me ask you this: What does that kind of recognition mean to a performer on a large stage like WWE? Like you got it two years in a row.
1: You know, it's. I just. Um, I'm very humbled by this because it's only by the grace of God that He gave me this talent to be able to go on the stage and memorize lines and to interact with the other superstars. I, um, I give a lot of credit to the people I worked with. You know, whoever was in the ring with me, I gave 110% because um, that's who I was. And I, it was really important for me to have them shine and to make them look, you know, as great as could be. You know, if I had to cheat against them, I wanted it to be the best angle that I could for the night. Um, you know, so to be labeled as that, it's just I'm very humbling. And I don't take it for granted. And anytime I get to step in the ring, it's just a gift that I... I enjoy every day because it can be taken away at any time. And it's something I just, I'm very um, humbled about.
0: Well, it seems like you've turned a lot of, um, you know, I don't want to call them happy accidents, but kind of happy accidents, and you know what I mean. Like you've kind of yeah. ran with the ball, you know, with all the opportunities. So it's it's awesome. Um, Thank you. It, you know, we're not going to try to spend a ton of time with WWE, but you you did spend a lot, you know, a lot of your wrestling career there. But um, you did have a lot of different roles while you worked for Vince. Uh, you know, the the story you just mentioned with Eddie and Dominic and Rey Mysterio. Uh, you were manager of Raw at one point. Ran, uh, manager of SmackDown. Down. Which uh, was mm-hmm. the best uh, man, GM, by the way? Let's just go ahead and say this. <laughs> yeah. no, I'll, throw in say the thank I'll throw you. that. out. Thank you in very much. Yeah, for sure. Um, <laughs> so you managed uh, Lake Cool, and uh, later on, you were tied to uh, Dolph Ziggler. Um, yeah. Do you have a, uh, you know, maybe either a favorite moment of your time there, or a, a favorite, you know, maybe, you know, two thousand ten, two thousand eleven was just incredible. Like, is there a certain time or a certain run or certain? angle you were in that really stands out as maybe your favorite from working there? Oh,
1: yeah, absolutely. When I was with Edge, um, of course, I got him into trouble with The Undertaker. Mm-hmm. And as a result of me being a, a you-know-what on screen, um, <laughs> I got myself in trouble with being Tombstone by The Undertaker. And so that had to have been the highlight of my career, to yeah. not only know, you know, the undertaker backstage and just i grew to respect him and just love him to pieces but to deal with him as a character was very intimidating and um I, that's just something that's going to be in my heart and mind forever
0: yeah that's yeah. that's incredible those two <laughs> might have been at the top of their game when all that was going on so oh,
1: yeah, so it's, much fun <laughs> yeah it's
0: gotta be incredible
2: man uh, so, now we're going to kind of switch gears to talking about kind of current day what's going on. So, you were a guest commentator for AEW Dark back in December of 2019. Of course, there were some issues uh, with you doing that, and that involved your podcast <laughs> and some other rosters, which you've already talked about that. So, we don't have to go into this. If anybody wants to figure out what Vicky had to say about that, you can just find it online. We're not going to do that. But in July, you announced uh, that you were the new manager for Nyla Rose. And, of course, Nyla talked about how she was going to have a manager, and we were trying to figure out, and I was putting pieces together. And I remember in a group chat that we were in, I was like, "Okay, Vicky's there. Could she be Nyla's manager? Who could be Nyla's manager that would be perfect for her? And then, of course, Nyla was dropping all the hints about cheating and this and how she had to get the title (laughs) back and all this other stuff. So how did the door open for you to uh, become involved with AEW and then working with Nyla?
1: Um, yeah, I think it started on the Jericho cruise when I got to interview all the females of AEW on the ship. And me and Nyla just connected immediately. I mean, we just, uh, I fell in love with all the women there. I mean, there's such great talent and um, just w- neat women to talk to. But, you know, Nyla being the big, strong woman and the fiercest one. And, um, you know, of course, as a general, as a manager that's going to always get her, her mouth gets her in trouble. I want to team up with someone who's going be bigger than me and they can fight my fights and I thought and so during the interview I said I would love to manage Nyla Rose and so the fans just took to it and ran away with it and Nyla just loved the idea and so we had always been talking about it and she talked about it with her coaches and I presented it to Tony Khan and uh, to D Malenko and some of the coaches you know and Cody and so they just thought that was a great idea and they loved it it was just the timing of COVID and oh my god just all the stuff that kind of you know came to a halt in the wrestling industry, and um, finally you know July just kind of you know uh, surfaced, and we ran with it, and so we've got some really cool ideas happening backstage, and uh, we're, after the Women's Tag Team Cup tournament's gonna finish, um, we're gonna get really busy. Oh
0: man, that's awesome. Uh, let's see. So we kind of. Um broach the topic a little bit and you know if you'd rather not rehash it or you know go down the road that's totally fine but the next question we had for you was you know oh and this can be general if you want but judy was boring hello then judy discovered jumbacasino.com it's my little escape now judy's the life of the party oh baby mama's bringing home the bacon whoa take it easy judy (laughs) The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over a hundred casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes.
2: Ch-ch-chumba.
0: ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, Void we're prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
2: Oh, 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 O'Reilly.
0: <laughs> you need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. Overall, how how has the experience with AEW been different than your time with WWE? I know you talked about not as you know the the backstage politics and you know not not having to memorize scripts, you know all that kind of mm-hmm. stuff. But there's anything else that maybe topical that's just a different vibe between the two companies, or
1: yeah, and, you know the, the first thing I noticed with AEW is that you know you see Tony Khan in the hallways. You know, available for everyone to talk to him. Um, so you don't have something. to wait in the hallway for four hours. Yeah, you don't have to wait in line <laughs> behind twenty other people, and then they might get to you if the line shortens up to where you can get in to see, you know, Vince or, or Hunter, you know, before showtime, which was very rare that you made that, that cut. Yeah. Um, but I think what's what's really fascinating is that Tony actually picks up the phone and calls, and he wants to hear your ideas, and he, you know, he stops you in the hallway and he wants to talk to you. And I just think that's so great because Tony Khan, as you know, is just this great owner of many things you know the Jaguars and AEW and uh, the soccer team in London Fulham, and I just think you know he doesn't have to be available to everyone and he doesn't have to really you know be in the hallway and um, you know and talk to and talk to the superstars and I that just showed me that he really cares about his product and you know just even how he takes care of the superstars you know I mean we have a shuttle from the hotel to the stadium you know I mean and from the stadium we come back to the hotel in a shuttle he if you don't have to drive he wants to take care of that um, you know after a show you know Tony provides meals for us after we come back and no one has to spend money on food it's just those little things that he shows respect to each and every person and I just think that's just an amazing um character that he has and that's something that I'd rather work for someone that cares about me and my family as a person rather than thinking of me as oh he's only making so much for me so this is how you know this is how I'll pay you know my dues to him everyone's on the same level no one is better or greater in that roster or even anywhere backstage and Tony's always smiling and I just think that's such a neat um, atmosphere to put everybody in for a long day of you know TV and I I I choose there, you know, if I had to pick which side to go to, um, my heart's at AEW.
0: Right. Is it, is it, um, all that stuff's incredible too, by the way, that's, that's, you know, that sounds like a breath of fresh air in pro wrestling, you know, um, is, is it more, um, is it more kind of like vote by committee kind of a deal? Because you know, it, in Stanford, there's one one person making the decisions. Like, what you know, is it? Do, would you feel confident like going to Cody with an idea and it actually manifesting, or is it like, uh, well, I got to talk yeah. to Tony, or is it, you know, is the decision processing more streamlined there? Or
1: well, I mean, you know, there's there's people that are taking care of the product. You know, it's TV and and they care. You know, there's Tony and Cody and the Young Bucks. Um, you know, there's Kenny Omega. There's people that, you know, have to approve of it, you know, because it wouldn't make sense for one person to have, like, you know, five people and say, okay, I'll let you do this tonight. And, you know, someone else is making a decision. It's all a group effort. And, you know, what just struck me completely, um, what just had me by surprise is my first promo with Nyla. I went and I, you know, I asked the guys, I asked Tony and Cody, and you know, I said, you know, what do you, you know, what kind of promo do you want, and what do you want me to say, and they go, well, you're Vicky Guerrero, you say what you think you should say, and I was just like, what? what? I was like, <laughs> like what? <laughs> did,
0: did that ever happen in WWE?
2: <laughs> oh, man. You know, hearing you, talk, crazy. hearing you talk about Tony crazy. makes me want to just work for Tony right now. Like, just oh, if I could send him yeah. my resume and just be like, hey, Tony, I could just, you know, I'll put, <laughs> I'll clean up the bleachers or I'll something. I'll cook Let
0: the me meals or something. Yeah. <laughs> you Whatever. know,
1: it's just, its I mean, they test for COVID before we even get into the arena. They they temperature check us. I mean, they he was the first one to bring an audience on the sidelines, you know, when we didn't have any fans. And I may sound like a broken record in all my interviews, but, you know, to him to treat everyone like a human being, we all put our pants on the same way and he just wants to sit down and just have a good time. That's, that's what we all need, especially in just how hard these days are and, you know, everyone's just trying to, you know, do good and to entertain the fans and there's just you know of course I still get nervous and there's stress I mean because it's a a live TV and you want to do the best but when you have this great group around you it's just like we're all in this together and we're all going to bring this great you know product for the fans at night I feel I feel entrusted and I feel blessed that I'm part of this great group that I've been watching from home for so many you know months and now I'm a part of this you know show that I've loved every Wednesday night.
0: Yeah, me and, me and Battle were talking about it not too long ago. I mean, we're, we're roughly at about the year and a half mark for AEW, and, and what it, what has transpired in, in less than two years has just been unbelievable. I mean, sold-out pay-per-views, TV deals, expanded TV deals, t, uh, you know, we're seeing the toys start to come out into the stores. Now. I mean, yeah. it's unbelievable. And I, I think a lot of people are still, in my opinion, maybe a little overcritical, but they fail to realize, I mean, the company's not even too years old i mean look at what's happened thus far and i mean it's just the beginning
1: well and you know you have brandy Rhodes that's really leading the women's division and different ideas you know she created aew heels which is a women's forum just for women who love the wrestling you know industry and um you know and she created the women's you know tag team cup tournament and just stuff like that that this is where i want to be because i want to be a part of that you know evolution for aew and the women
0: Yeah, absolutely.
2: 2020 has been, well, the year of things happening that are completely out of your control. We all know that, right? But there's one thing you can control, and that's shaving your bush. Our sponsors at Manscaped are here to remind you to do so. All right, here's the deal, guys. Uh, 2020 has absolutely sucked. We can all chalk it up and say that it is horrible, but there's one thing that should not change, and that is your manscaping routine. And I'm here to tell you what you need to add to your manscaping routine. I'm talking about the Manscaped Lawnmower 3.0 premium electric trimmer that's designed to give you a confidence boost through body image. The ceramic blades and skin safe technology are designed to reduce nicks or tugs on uh, your fellows down low because you're not going to go in all willy nilly. This thing is amazing, and you're perfectly fine. With with it no cuts like you would with other trimmers, you know what I'm talking about. You've been there, right? The lawnmower 3.0 is also waterproof, comes with an LED light so you can manscape in the shower, in the dark, or a dark shower, whatever you floats your boat. I mean, I'm not judging. They also just released their Shears 2.0 nail kit, which is the perfect add on to their lawnmower 3.0 trimmer. The Shears 2.0 is a luxury four piece nail kit featuring tempered stainless steel tools, and it includes tip tweezers, rounded point scissors, fingernail clippers, and a medium grit nail file. Uh, the Shears 2.0 nail kit allows you to pluck your eyebrows and trim your nails and styles. Plus, on the website at manscaped.com, you're going to find the Crop Preserver. It's an anti-chafing fall deodorant and moisturizer that's going to help you tame that summer swamp ash. You know here in Nashville, it's absolutely horrible. Uh, it's got natural hydrators and antioxidants in there. You're also going to find the Crop Reviver, which is a testy toner that's like having cologne that is designed for your balls. Not going to judge you if you're like sitting there sniffing yourself, okay? Go to manscaped.com, check out some of these life-changing products. And in fact, Listeners of the Battleground podcast right now get 20% off plus free shipping. All you gotta do is use that code Battleground at manscaped.com. That's 20% off for free shipping at manscaped.com. Use the code Battleground. It's time to grab 2020 by the horns by shaving that front trunk
0: of yours. Um all right, so I am tasked with asking you this question, and I apologize on the front end. Um, uh, so the team you are representing right now, Nyla, and, uh, Air, is it Ari? Ariane? Is that how you?
1: Pronounce Ari, it? yeah, oh, Ari oh. Andrews. Okay, yeah, the one um, that lost the match. Yes, yeah, her.
0: Yeah. Um, <laughs> so they did compete in the AEW Women's Tag Team Cup, uh, and they surprised. I mean, we were very shocked. Um, came up short against Anna Jay and uh, Tay Conti. Um, uh-huh. Yeah, where where do where do they go from here? Uh, What are your thoughts on the law? The shocking loss, I should say, and. Yeah, just your reaction to that.
2: I think I can tell you where they go from here.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I know where they. No, Um, I think what first is the biggest mistake of the tournament is that uh, one they didn't go over the rules with me as the manager of Nyland Rose, where I could object or approve, which is a big mistake. Um, Second, you know we couldn't appeal who was going to be teaming with us. You know I didn't know Ari picked the purple you know poker chip, which was another objection of mine. And Nyland Rose didn't need any help, so we could have gone. Into the tag team tournament, which is me and Nyla and I could have sat back and yelled while she fought the fight, you know, but no, we had to have someone on our team, which. Just all around, which is a, a, a horrible start to the tournament. Um, but in all in all, I mean, Tate, Conte, and uh, Anna Jay are just—they're really incredible. Um, in the end, the girls had a really good match, and I'm really proud of them. And uh, you know, this whole tournament is going to be such great surprises of who you'll see in the next, in you know, the next week. Oh, um, you know, and then you'll see the Nightmare Sisters. You know, they were able to, you know, win you know their match. So um, next week is even better. I mean, the people they bring in for these uh, outside of AEW was not only a, a shock and a surprise, but it was such an empowering moment because everyone made it a great show, and I can't wait for the women's division to be on dynamite itself instead of on YouTube. So we have a lot of room to grow, and I'm really excited about that. Nice. And you know, something something
2: that we were kind of excited about, and I want to know from a mom moment, how awesome is it your daughter being there in the ring? <laughs> During the tournament, making the announcement? I
1: mean, it was, I mean, all day long, people were joking with my daughter saying, you know, they're gonna say, you know, managed by Nyla Rose. Here is my mom, you know? <laughs> and you know, how great. This is the first, you know, wrestling promotion that has a mom-daughter team, you know, mm-hmm. that's been working on the same show. Um, but I'm so proud of Shaw. She looked beautiful. She did great. and She has her own style of announcing, which I love. I can never get bored, you know, listening to her. Uh, but you know, Justin Roberts worked with her a lot that day and I'm just really proud of her. And you know, you'll see her throughout the whole tournament you won't see me anymore, because I can't advance anymore. But um, yeah, Shaw, she's going to do a great job. And so I'm looking forward to next week to see what she does.
0: And that'll be nice too, that once, you know, we kind of get back to normal or somewhat normal, you know, if y'all are traveling again, being able to travel to the same place will be nice. Mother and daughter, yeah. you know, so
1: Yeah, just some girl time. There you go. <laughs>
0: So you you kind of mentioned that
2: that Tony kind of you know let you kind of do your own thing and without saying any names because we know some people's contracts are up um, has have you tried to persuade anybody to come to AEW?
1: No, I, I'm not in that position. Um, you know, you always think of people that got released, you know, you, you want to just help everybody. Um, I'm just trying to get my own job, Right, right. <laughs> but, um, you know, I think there's so many wrestling promotions out there that are opening their doors, you know, to new talent. Um, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens, but no, I'm not in that position. I'll leave that up to the, the admin of AEW to decide their talent. But, um, yeah, we'll see what happens with that. But um, anyone that comes in, you know, like Matt Cardona, I was really happy to see him. Just see Brody Lee, uh, see Lance, you know Archer. It's just, it's just a fun Wednesday when I see someone new. So this is, it's been a fun time to see who they're bringing on.
2: Right, and that's you know me and me and Eli kind of talked about that. Every time somebody new comes on the show, like. We sit here and think, you know, how different would it be if there was a crowd? Like thinking, think back to the time when FTR showed up, the big pop. Mm-hmm. Matt Carter. Oh, last that was week. Incredible. The
1: big pop. Yeah. <laughs> like Matt Hardy.
0: Crowd, yeah, Matt like, Hardy, uh, even Warhorse this past week. I mean, he yes. we're a big indie fans, so like we can't believe that it actually like, what it actually happened and they had an incredible pyro package for him and stuff. So yeah. I mean, it's just And you know, it, it's it's you know, we're not trying to pick a scab or anything. But like Vince would never do that like that's that, he, that is just something he would never ever ever do you know what I mean like oh this right. indie guy's got some buzz just throw him on Smackdown like no <laughs> that's never gonna happen you know yeah so I mean,
1: it's, it's so great because they welcome everyone you know and there's gonna be girls that you'll see in the women's you know tag team tournament that are not from AEW they're from the indies and just incredible you know talent and when we even when I saw Ricky Starks I was like this is awesome like he fit right and I love his character and I think that he's going to be such an asset to AEW. So a lot of good things and when we get the crowd going, you know, I think it's just going to bring another element of surprise and excitement, you know, to have that crowd, you know, loving me and cheering me on and showing me so much support. Of
0: course. Of course,
1: and they're going to shower you with support. Next time yes.
2: AEW is in Nashville when we get this pandemic over with and it's in Nashville, we'll be right there on the front row with our uh, excuse me sign. So
1: <laughs> Oh bless you child bless you and, and i will try to find
2: uh and maybe i'll try to find like a cougar cub necklace so you'll figure out where i'm at oh okay
1: i'll have mine so i'll, I'll shine it in the light and you, you can see where i'm at
2: yes that is it um, so, I, I know I kind of stepped away for a little bit, but we, we kind of talked about the uh, the toys and everything. And I am uh, one of the people that have been trying to find these action figures. I finally got the AEW belt, but of course, with everything going on, there was a delay uh, with getting some of the figures to Walmart. Are we going to see a Vicky Guerrero action figure sometime within the series?
1: You know, I would love that. Um... You know, I have three from WWE, which I was blessed to have, but to have one with Nyla Rose, that would be freaking awesome. Mm. Uh, and just to represent AEW in a, a you know, a, action figure would be so cool. And um, it's in my prayers. I've already asked God for it. So.
2: <laughs> well, we're going to put that out in the universe and we, we're going to make sure that we can get this happening.
1: Oh, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Any help you can give me, I appreciate mm-hmm. <laughs>
0: Um is there is there anything like have you thought about like a, a role after pro wrestling like is there anything in the business you would like to do that you haven't done um you know after like you know, when this runs over with Nyla or whatever. I mean, have you thought about being a producer or is there anything like kind of still left on a bucket list for wrestling?
1: Um, You know, as far as I, I'm not a wrestler, so I don't want to be a wrestler. Um, I would love to be like a, you know, a, a talent relations for the women, like a liaison, oh, you yeah. know, to help brand them, you know, within the community. Um, maybe, you know, almost like what Brandy does. You know, she's the chief branding officer. I would love to work with her, you know, and how, and how to, um, expose the women's division, you know, for community projects and also to help, you know, the young women that are coming up for character development. I would love to teach them how to do promos and their body language at the ring and how to work the cameras. And I get to do a little bit of that now. And I just, I'm falling in love with mentoring the women. I think it's such an exciting time because they're coming from the indies, so they. Used to the, the time restraints and cameras and live TV and everything that could go wrong on live TV, and I want to be that person that trains them and helps them out, you know, so they're comfortable if that ever happens.
0: That's yeah, that's incredible. Yeah,
2: um, you know, we, we kind of talked about your podcast earlier. Can we uh talk about that? Let's uh let's plug yeah. the podcast.
1: Sure. it's the excuse me uh, the Vicky Guerrero show I've been doing it since last October I have a producer uh, Jerry Strauss who does all my technical stuff because I'm not tech savvy um, and I love it I mean I've been uh, interviewing not only the wrestling industry but also celebrities politicians dance groups singers um, anyone that I, I can get my hands on I love having them on my show so it's been a really cool experience to get to know <clears throat> not only the person but their their personal life and the family and and their industry and how they raise their family, you know, being on the road and having the busy schedule. So I'm really enjoying that. I would love to, you know, move my podcast to somewhere higher like iHeartRadio and those are just things that are on my bucket list.
2: Well you you it just so happens that you know somebody that works for iHeartRadio and uh, you know maybe (laughs) we we can throw that up there to the, the higher ups for you.
1: Hey, if you know people, I know people, and we can make this happen. <laughs> hey, it,
0: well, we can teamwork uh, we makes can, the dream work. So that is.
1: Oh, there you go. <laughs> um, where where can uh, people
2: keep up with you online? What's the best place to follow you at?
1: Yeah, so I have a website which is vicki guerrero um, On Instagram, I'm at guerrero underscore vicki. On Twitter, I'm at vicki guerrero. Um, y'all find me on all elite wrestling. Um, on Facebook, I have a craft page where I do succulent gardens out of wine bottles. Um, and on my excuse me podcast, you can find me on your favorite podcast platform. And um, yeah, I think anywhere else you could probably find a little bit of me. And You could Google me and you'll find me everywhere. So, yeah, bring it on people. There we go. <laughs> there it
2: is Vicky Guerrero is our guest on the show today. Uh, it is such an honor to have you on and thank you so much for taking the time out and talking with us and make sure you check vicky out uh, on your tvs on aew every week
1: thank you guys i wish you so much love and success and thank you for having me on your show i'm very honored we hope you enjoyed today's episode of the battleground podcast make sure you give it five stars and a nice review to stay up to date with the show follow them at battleground podcast on instagram